Welcome, Paradoxers, to another chapter recap of Time Paradox Ghostwriter, Chapter Seven. All right. So, what we have here is a continuation of the cliffhanger of last week. Tepe is right in front of his microwave, and it has not shown up at five o'clock. What will happen? He thinks about what must happen. Does he need to write it?、Uh, It never showed up that night, so he thinks of it as wait and see because he does have a stockpile of manga. There, between the time of the one shot and the first chapter of the series going live and jump, the microwave has been outputting manga for him. So he has a couple of weeks safety there for him to continue working on it. So he finishes up the week. And we come to that fateful moment at、uh, 4:58 again, right before the manga shows up. And to everyone's surprise, I know I definitely was surprised. The manga actually shows up again. However, we're left with an incredible shocker. Itsuki, I know, Sensei, has passed away on April 6, 2031. They say. That the series is ending after chapter 19, and they wish their family condolences and are grateful for her work. Sasaki is shocked, of course, just like we all are, and they show him going through the different emotions of going through someone's death. Itsuki Aino, at this point. In the story with him in 2021 is about 18 years old because it's been a year since the series started. Basically, when she came into the studio at age 17, when she dies in 2031, she will be 28 years old. So, the pain of her passing for someone so young is still shocking and incredible. He starts to wonder, you know, what is going on? Are the timelines the same? Do they split? Will the Itsuki Aino of this timeline follow the same fate as the other timeline? Sasaki doesn't know because this thing is complete mystery at the moment. The splash page does put it in uncertain, completely certain terms for everyone. Will what he do in this timeline affect her future so that she doesn't die? And so that's where we get into this, into the next pages where he continues to obsess over it. He's basically, you know, answering a lot of questions of like, of the audience, of us, of what we are asking ourselves. You know, what happens to her future? You know, but we are answered that by the robot named Mirai. Uh, saying future thunder, future thunder, which is the message coming back, which we haven't seen before, and what it says is that the death is not yet eliminated. The source of death is not yet eliminated, and for him to continue drawing White Knight and save Itsuki, so they're laying it out like really broadly here. Boom! This is what the future plot of this manga is, and so we end with Tepe reading the note, 
Itsuki still alive and once again they're putting it out there so that everyone no matter how old you are and new or old readers he needs to continue drawing white knight and possibly save Itsuki that's the story moving forward so finally I mean wow what a shocker I was at work as this chapter came out on Friday morning and I had to wait a few hours to, to read it. I knew I didn't want to sneak it in there because it appeared like there was some buzz going on. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just uh, I'll wait a little bit and enjoy it later on. So chapters one through six were basically patiently setting up the environment and the characters and all their personalities before the real story is revealed in chapter seven here. Can you believe it? So the ongoing plot is basically Sasaki drawing White Knight at the highest quality he can to save Itsuki from dying. Wow. So we know who and when. So Itsuki will pass away in 2031. But moving forward, we still don't know why, how, and where that happens. That's the long-term goals of this manga and what the storyline is going to be about. Alright, so moving to my notes. What I think is interesting is, so Itsuki I know has passed, but Jump is still being published. So that doesn't mean that, you know, mass destruction or aliens destroying Earth has not happened. Because obviously if major catastrophe happened, uh, they would stop doing Jump for a at least a little bit. They did that for COVID-19. And that's not even uh, something as extraordinary as like uh, aliens invading Earth or an asteroid blowing up the planet. But I thought that was interesting to note. Next, okay, so only Sasaki could be the one sending stuff back to himself because they're coming in during times when Sasaki is alone. No one knows when he was right about to give up and most susceptible to plagiarizing White Knight. And also, he's sitting right in front of his death, right, he's sitting right in front of his bed, grieving for future Aino's death. And so only, you know, Sasaki would know these moments to send messages to himself is what I'm thinking is happening here. Uh, so that's my theory. It is future Sasaki sending messages to younger Sasaki. Which also brings out another theory. Uh, you know, if they are acquaintances in the future, you know, whether he's working for Aino as an assistant or their friends, you know, for him to go to such extremes to possibly disrupt space-time continuum, it's more like a family thing. I mean, you do it to save you know, your mother, your father, your family, your brothers, your sisters. In their case, I am going to suggest that they may have been in a relationship in that alternate timeline. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if it's just your boss, your friend, you kind of, uh, you know, don't get too touchy with things like death, you know. So I think that relationship has to be a little, a little bit deeper for them to, for him to go to such extremes to try and save her. Okay, and my last note is 
about the microwave. Why the microwave? Why Future Thunder? What's going on there? So I think that whatever he's using to teleport the manga is electricity-based, I guess, like sending the thunder uh, with... The thunder is doing it, so he's using the microwave and the refrigerator as like uh, electrical wires to send it directly into his home. That's my guess. Um, and the note, the showing how poor the quality of sending messages back to yourself with like uh, the burnt up message and the weird uh, formatting of it mixed in with like code and weird characters. I think they're trying to say that it's very difficult to send messages back to yourself. That's why he does. He just doesn't send him like a pamphlet of White Knight and say, do this and save it to you like that, you know, spelling it out for him. Like in, there is a technology threshold that they have not met with uh, the future Thunder. All right. So thanks a lot for listening this week. What a crazy chapter. Thank you so much for the support so far. I do see you guys are, are checking out the podcast on both audio and video. I'm putting in the work there. Uh, I wasn't able to get the new intro up, but I have been working on it behind the scenes. Thank you guys so much. Follow me on Twitter at Paradox Tweeter and see you for chapter eight.